0: two of Monsters and Crime. And here I am. Uh, what's going on? I'm still here. I'm doing it. This is a podcast. Uh, what's new and exciting? Um, Well, I finished season two of Sex Life on Netflix, which is very hot and steamy. Um, nothing to do with murder or crime, but, um, you know, that's not the only thing I'm into. Um, I also watched season one of The White Lotus. I realize that I'm late to this party, but it was fantastic. So you guys should give it a watch if you have not. I still need to watch season two, but season one was really fucking good. It's got um, some good people in it, old school. Um, Jennifer Coolidge, you know, Stifler's mom. I like her and stuff. She's in it. Um, Alexandra Daddario. She's pretty cute. So check it out. Uh, what else? Mm, Not a whole lot. Um, so summer is quickly approaching, which I always get excited for because it means that I get to slow down a little. But then I quickly realize that there's no fucking slowing down ever. It's just a different kind of busy. So I guess that's nice to switch it up a little bit, get outside. Um, but I've got some very fun and exciting things in the works for summer, though, and I cannot wait. Uh, Probably includes some ducks, some trucks, stuff like that. It's going to be a good time. Uh, So tonight, it's not actually a murder. Um, This story comes from the Pacific Northwest, which is just, man, like just ripe with stories so I don't even know if I've covered a Pacific Northwest story yet but I will Um, like Ted Bundy um, I don't know there's some other ones that I can't think of right now because my brain is impaired but um, anyways this one tonight is none other than D.B. Cooper so let's get right into it um on an afternoon on a day before thanksgiving in 1971 a guy calling himself dan cooper boarded a northwest airline flight 305 in portland uh bound for seattle and he was wearing a dark suit and a black tie and described as a business executive type um ooh fancy i picture don draper So while in the air, he opens his briefcase, shows a bomb to the flight attendant, and hijacks that motherfucking plane. Uh, The plane lands in Seattle. So he demands $200,000 in cash, uh, which in today's money would be uh, over a million dollars. I did the translation for you. You're welcome. Um, I always hear stuff like, Back then it was six thousand dollars, and today it's today's money, it's two billion dollars. It's like fucking inflation, man. What's happening? Is money real? Um, but the minimum wage has not gone up since. It's like the minimum wage was 625 in 1971, and it's 625 in today's money. So parachutes he also asks for when they land in seattle um four parachutes and food for the crew which is like really nice um like he said i want a million dollars in today's money i want four parachutes which i'm sure the flight attendants were like oh shit like that's more than one person we're going with him um he also like i said asked for food for the crew and then um, he released all of the passengers. So that's reasonable, right? It's not a super huge dick so far. I mean, don't hijack ship, but whatever. Um, back then it was quaint. So there's three pilots, one flight attendant left on board, um, and they take off from Seattle with the marked bills and they're heading south. So it was dark, slightly raining. Um 45 minutes after takeoff, Dan Cooper sent the flight attendant to the cockpit, put in a, um put on the parachute, and I'm sure he winked at her cuz that sounds like the kind of guy he is. He did a little like you know, they call that the horse over. You know, um he was like, "Later days, missy." Um so the um The three other parachutes, by the way, were for his horse. I'm so sorry. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I do apologize. Just bear with me and, uh, you know, you can pity laugh. It's okay. Um, so, uh, do-do-do-do-do. I lost my spot. That's what happens. Um, so he, uh, ties the bag, um, ties a bag full of $20 bills to himself. And then he lowers the rear stairs of the plane. And somewhere near Portland, he fucking pieced the fuck out. Um, so they have to land the plane with the stairs out, but they land and everyone's okay. And then they find two remaining parachutes and a black tie in the seat that he was sitting in. So he took one of the parachutes with him. He you know, put one on himself and took one with him. What does that mean? Who knows? Um, Local police and FBI are immediately questioning suspects. An Oregon man named DB Cooper existed and he had a minor police record and he was one of the first people of interest on this case. So they contacted him just, you know, in the off chance that the hijacker used his real name, like a fucking idiot is what they meant to say. He's um, quickly ruled out as a suspect, though. But a local reporter is immediately like, hey, I have a deadline to meet, so I'm going to say that that's his name. So um, this dude's name becomes D.B. Cooper. And the original dude, Dan, was like, hey, my name's Dan, but thanks, dude. Thanks for the fucking cover. So D.B. Cooper becomes the name of the legend that you all know and tolerate the military is called in and 1000 troops search the suspected jump zone and they do like all of these bananas testing that would probably be really high tech for the 70s but i think we would laugh at it if we saw it today um i don't know like fucking crates of bananas going out of the airplane and a fucking guy in a gorilla suit pretending to eat bananas or some shit. They fly over the ocean and they parachute down to see what trajectory, trajectory, that's a tough one, trajectory Um, that he would have had and all this shit. So it was a Boeing 727 and they did all this crap like that. And so they ended up concluding, um, like what time he jumped and all this bullshit, but they didn't really find anything. So that was cool, that worked out great for them. Um, I need to take a little a little sip of water, a little water break. Oh. <clears throat> I've been having a like super dry throat today, so just had to lube myself up a little um where was i um so it was a boeing they oh yeah they didn't find anything um but uh fbi agents recovered 66 unidentified latent prints on the plane and that came to nothing um and authorities interviewed eyewitnesses in portland seattle and reno and all of the flight crew who were uh, personally interactive with Cooper, and then some sketches were drawn. And ultimately the search operation is arguably uh, the most extensive and intensive in US history. And it's uncovered no significant material evidence related to the hijacking at all. Um, But back to the sketch, I was gonna say his eyes if you look at it, the sketch, um, sometimes I wish this was, this was a video podcast then I could show all this shit that I'm talking about, but you can Google it. That's what Google's for. Um, but his, the sketch, like his eyes, they look a bit like, like when a flounder's eyes, like go over to the side and they just look like they're like drifting a little bit. Um, but A month after the hijacking, the FBI distributed a list. Um, So what they did is they gave all the serial numbers on the money for everyone to, you know, keep their sharp eye on. Because you know how much everybody just fucking loves staring at money. Um, So they distribute these lists of serial numbers. They give the money um, or the serial numbers to the financial institutions, casinos, race tracks and other fun places that people have a shit ton of money like to hang out at. Um, and the FBI investigates over the years, but they don't catch a break until nine years later in 1980. Um, and this kid probably became the coolest fucking kid at school. His name was Brian Ingram. He's digging a fire pit in the sand and this fucking cool kid, he uncovers three bundles of cash um, just a couple inches below the surface um, with rubber bands still intact around the money. So he finds a total of $5,800, which in today's money is a million. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I don't know, he's probably a Boy Scout. So he tells everybody about it instead of just having his family hide it away. Um, so, the FBI confirms that the money is from the ransom. So, some of it got lost on the way, apparently. Um, so, he found it. Um, they searched and analyzed the beach, and the river was also dredged. And these people, they call themselves Cooper Hunters. I mean, surely there's something better than that, but I'm not going to be the one to think of it, that's for sure. Um, So a body's never found, obviously, Um, but uh, in 1986, after years of negotiations, um, okay, so the family and the airliner's insurance company, who had paid the airline this ransom um, that you know they had to give away, the kid and the airline are like. It's my money. No, it's my money. No, it's my money. Well, in the end, the money is divided equally between the kid and the airline's insurers. Um, so just give it to the fucking kid. You know, he, like, come on. You guys already probably got paid back, but the insurers went back to eating the poor. Um, this kid when he grew up grew up though he sold his bills at an auction in 2008 so he got um, half of what was found which was $5,800 and he sold uh, the bills at an auction 2008 and he got $37,000 for it that's a big fucking markup but to date, none of the 9,710 remaining bills have turned up anywhere in the world, which is kind of creepy and weird, right? So those serial numbers, they're still available. They're out there. So check your money, everyone. Um, and it's a huge debate if he died in the jump or not, which I mean, nobody has ever recovered, but that happens. So let's talk about the, uh, suspect profile. So, um, they drew the fucking picture of the flounder and then over a 45 year span of an active investigation, every now and then, um, the Cooper hunters sometimes would be like, what about this? I just imagine that's what they sound like in the seventies. Um, and the FBI is like, shut up, truly. Truly. Um, so the FBI does think that Cooper appeared to be familiar with the Seattle area because he may have been an Air Force veteran based on testimony um, that he recognized the city of Tacoma from the air, like as they were <clears throat> you know, flying over Puget Sound, he's like, hey, there's Tacoma, drop me off. Um, And they also theorized that Cooper took his alias from a popular Belgium comic book series from the 1970s. Uh, It featured a fictional hero named Dan Cooper. So how bummed do you think he was that he went to like lengths to pick the right name? It was a guy that was a fictional hero. He was you know, a Royal Canadian Air Force test pilot who um, <clears throat> took part in... I'm sorry, my throat is really fucked up today. Um, but bear with me. We're almost through this. Just five more pages. Um, he was a Royal Canadian Air Force test pilot who took part in numerous heroic adventures, including parachuting, and his name was... Dan Cooper. And the guy's like, my name's Dan Cooper. And they're like, nope, it's D.B. Cooper, because some fucking newspaper guy was lazy and didn't fact check his shit. Um, like, what a bummer. It's probably why he never spent that money. Um, in addition to planning his escape perfectly, he also took back his ransom note, and he wore dark glasses. So that shows me that he kind of knew how to evade a little bit, so they didn't have like the handwriting sample and all that bullshit. So, between 1971 and 2006, the FBI processed over 1,000 quote-unquote serious suspects, including publicity seekers and deathbed confessors. Um, but there was nothing more than circumstantial evidence that could be found to implicate any of them. Um. So one suspect that people thought was John List, who, um, if you're familiar with true crime, he was the family annihilator dude from way back when, like, um, the creepy bust on America's Most Wanted. He saw it himself and then he's like, oh, that's me. I killed my whole family way back when. And then he latered out, but he killed his family. Laid them out in a ball in the ballroom. Just sick shit. Um, but so basically he saw himself and he's like, fuck, I'm fucking out of here. So, anyways, he was he was an accountant, he was a World War II and Korean vet, and he did all that killing 15 days before the Cooper hijacking. So it's a very good theory that he could be the one. Um he also withdrew. from his mother's bank account and disappeared, which is the exact same amount as the ransom. Um, So he came to the attention of the task force because of the timing of his disappearance. And then there were multiple matches to the hijackers description. Um, And after his capture in 1989, List admitted to murdering his family, but he said he didn't do the hijacking. And Because we fucking trust mass psychotic fucking murderers. Everyone's like, oh, okay, you didn't? Okay, we appreciate it, sir. So there's no evidence that implicates him. And they don't consider him a suspect. And now he's dead. Yay. Um, And the most popular theory person suspect is this guy named Robert Wesley Rackstraw. Um, So this fucking winner is a retired pilot an ex-con who served on an army helicopter crew um, and other units during Vietnam. And in February of 1978, he was arrested in Iran and deported to the U.S. to face explosive possession and check kiting, which if you don't know, that's basically just writing bad checks. It's a term they used in the olden days. Um, So, he attempts to fake his own death by radioing a false Mayday call. And he tells controllers that he was um, bailing out of a rented plane over the Monterey Bay. And so, police arrest him um, on other shit as well. So, essentially, there's no direct evidence. But he knew how to work a parachute. And he knew a lot about planes and how to jump out of them and a bunch of illegal shit. So... Guilty. Lock him up. Throw away the key. Um, in 2016, Rackstraw reemerges as a suspect um, in a History Channel program, and um, they all think it's him. It's not. Or it might be. I don't know. I can't say. But there were 15 hijackings similar to Cooper's um, in 1972, but they were all unsuccessful. Ha! Um So, you know what I wouldn't do in 1972? Get on a fucking plane. You know, that thing where it's like, oh, it's more safe to fly in a plane. Or, you know, it's more likely that you'll die in a car accident than on a plane. Back then, they're like, no, you'll just probably get hijacked. Also... In nineteen seventy two, I'd like to fly just so I could smoke. Even though I don't smoke anymore. But you don't even have to smoke because everyone else is chain smoking inside a fucking cylinder that you're sitting in. They all look at me like, what's her problem? Um and I just sit there, does anyone need a lighter? Let's get these cigarettes lit. And, of course, part of the reason that we have to take our shoes off at the airport is this asshole, probably, over 37 years before you had to take your shoes off, but it's probably his fault. And um, in early 1973, the FAA required all airlines to search all passengers and their bags. So it is his fault. Um, But... I'm kind of also okay with it. Just, you know, you got to be quick about it. Like get through that line. You have to take your shoes off. You have to, unless you have the fancy shit where you don't. But most of you have to, um, just pay attention, grab your fucking thing. Your computer goes in a separate thing. It's not new. It's super easy. And also don't wear a belt to the airport. You dumb shit. Like what's wrong? Why? Don't accessorize. No one gives a shit about your accessories. And 20 people back, you should start to untie your shoes. 20 people, minimum. If you have shoes that untie, fucking minimum. And do not watch the line because you start hating people so much. Like, sir, your phone is in your pocket. Ah, fuck. It's hard being perfect, really. Basically, the FBI are like, he's definitely dead. We couldn't find him, so it's on him. He died on us. Um, What I think is interesting, and maybe the problem with this case, though, is that who gives a shit? You know what I mean? He's got the money. He got away with it. There's shit happening in this country where it's like, yeah, I'm good with the FBI focusing on pretty much anything else other than Don Draper killing it parachute style and getting away with, what, $11,000? Like, go to town, friend. Fucking buy a condo. You did it, buddy. Like, there's worse things happening, right? Um, and that's the story of D.B. Cooper. That's a nice way to wrap it up. Um, so still unsolved. But like I said, who gives a shit? Like, it's not something we need to, like, nobody died. He got the money. No one's hurt. Just whatever. Give it a rest. Um, again, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Um, until next time, goodbye.